Hi, everyone. This week, I have Rod on with us. I'm kind of excited because, first of all, it's Friday. And more importantly, Rod has an interesting story that I want to hear. I want you guys to find out more about him. So with all that said, Rod, take a second and say hello. What's up, everyone? This is Rod. Hey, welcome to the show. And let's kick it off right in with, let's go right into it with a one word open. What's the one word you could use right now to, you know, describe how you're feeling in this moment? Pumped. Awesome. And the next few minutes, let's talk about your business and your background. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started with your business and, uh, you know, from inception to now, and maybe if, uh, you know, you could give us some aha moments you've had. So, you know, take three to five minutes to kind of give us that high level overview. Not for sure. So, so me and myself, you know, I, I grew up not having too much money, but I used to always hang out with rich kids. So growing up, I'm always like, all right, like, why is my family not, not rich? Uh, so I also was like, I'm going to do something great in life. And initially I thought I was going to be electro engineer, you know, change the world, some nanobots and do some stuff like that. But Whatever, I got away from that and eventually started doing some data science stuff uh, out, of, out of UF, worked at American Express. And then that's when I started working at a boot camp called Thinkful, teaching data science. So this was two and a half years ago. Uh, at the same time, I was also looking at startups and I was like, hey, like, I, I really want to do a startup. And my first startup came out of uh, e-commerce biz where I was working with influencers. So I was trying to work with, with influencers as a small business and I'm like, I'm like, this is too complicated. Like, I don't want to just go through Instagram DMs. Uh, so I started my first business, which was an influencer marketplace for local businesses, local influencers, and did that for about 15 months. During that time, made every mistake in the book, like uh, spending too much money on, on apps, uh, not knowing what I wanted to build, aiming too big, and went into lots of debt. And I actually had to go through I know, $100,000 of debt, which led to uh, having to declare bankruptcy for that. So that was, well, I was working on that up until April, 2020, at which time, you know, we ran out of money, everything shut down. So local businesses weren't there not to decide what do I do next? So at the same time, I was working with bootcamp grads. Uh, so people coming out of you know, coding schools and design schools. And I was like, Hey, these people are really talented, but they're just not getting their, their shot. So from there, and I decided to close down the old startup and go straight to Prentice, even though I was all in debt. And initially Prentice, the idea was, hey, these people don't get a chance because they don't have experience. So I decided to have an unpaid internship marketplace and did that for a while, made some money connecting early startups with recent bootcamp grads so they can work together and get experience. Uh, but then you know, I went away from that because I didn't want to have anything that was, wasn't inclusive for everyone. And then spent a lot of time kind of going through the motions, like doing a lot of customer research with grads, with schools, with businesses to find out how do I fix this hiring puzzle. And then in May of this year, I decided, hey, instead of trying to be a talent platform, why don't I make every school a talent platform themselves? So with that, we create Apprentice. And right now, Apprentice is an all-in-one career suite. So basically, any school can kind of launch their own mini LinkedIn but a link that's actually fun, engaging, is gamified, and provides job seekers with all the tools they need to get hired fast. So that's where we're at, we're at now and almost done with building our full product suite, which will be done in November. So that's why I'm pumped. That's brilliant. Um, I have to ask. I just I can't help not to ask. 
Where yeah. do you remember where you were exactly when you had that aha moment when you made that shift that you just mentioned? Uh, did you say it was like six months ago when you made the shift? Yeah. So I remember the aha moment. Um, so initially, uh, I was just decided, hey, I want to be a platform because I saw one school that was was doing something kind of similar, but doing stuff manually. So I was like, hey, what if we built the software? I already had the software built for them to basically automate all that. I'm like, all right, let me automate this. And then, you know, as you talk to more customers, you figure out, okay, so this is where they need. And after like 50 conversations kind of like put me towards the path I'm on now. Got it. Thank you very much. So let's talk about some wins. I always love to hear from successful people like yourself. I'd love to hear a recent win they had and also, you know, what was their takeaway from this? So if you could just go into that for us, that'd be great. Yeah. So talking about recent wins, like right before this call, I got, got another customer. And during that time, you know, like we had the call and like media at the end, they were like, all right, let's, let's start sending everything we need to do to get started. Like having that feeling, knowing, knowing that someone likes your product that much, that they didn't have to think about it. Like that's what got me hyped on this Friday. That's really awesome. And I believe that, you know, I'm a firm believer that if marketing is done properly, you know, everything, right. Content marketing, your narrative, um, your website and the pitch, so to speak, if it speaks really well and authentically for them to understand, that's what makes selling a lot easier. Right. So it's all the hard work that you put into your brand and your message that helped this sell become easier. Right. Yeah. And then that, and that takes time, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't get in some of these meetings or, or closing contracts if I didn't build up a whole past year of my own podcast and network and helping just different people and it's all coming back, but you know, just, just take patience. Absolutely. Let's talk about failures. So if you could reach, you know, reach, reach deep somewhere and if, uh, share with us a recent failure that you had in business context. And also what was your takeaway from that too? That'd be great. Yeah, so, well, you already know about, about the bankruptcy from the last one, so that was a big, big failure. But in more recent times, uh, when I first started trying to do this pivot, I was actually charging way, way too much. So I was, you know, after building for 12 months, I was like, all right, let me get some money. Like, this product is valuable. Let me just start charging. So I skipped a lot of steps in terms of validation and beta testing and, and you know, starting with that, like, the lower price point early on. So lots of the early conversations I had, I wasted because... I told some ridiculous price for a product that was way behind where it is today. Um, so from that, you can learn, you know, don't get ahead of yourself, prove that you have the value first. And then after that, you can charge more than you want to charge even in the beginning. Beautiful. Let's, let's shift gears over to thought leadership. So I would love to hear your point of view on, you know, when you when you hear someone speaking that you consider a thought leader, what do you think, you know, what are the top three things that are, you know, big things, not just little things. So what are the top three things that makes someone a great thought leader in your opinion? Uh, so I guess one is walk the talk. So don't just say stuff and not do it, which we see a lot of, uh, but actually, you know, I guess like lead by example with that. Um, two would be making it actionable, like something that you can actually work off of. I see a lot of people say, you know, like, hey, um, you should be a better speaker, but how? Like, if, if you don't provide like a framework for someone to go after it, then 
kind of means nothing. And then three, I think uh, it's just accessibility. So making it that more people can discover and, and find it. A lot of people try to sell courses without giving value first. Um, but you know, you have to give away that value, prove yourself and, and help people before you can kind of monetize that. Rod, I do have to mention that was very specific and I really appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, what about company culture? So I know you got something going on pretty, that's humming pretty awesome. You know, from your you know perspective, what do you think are the top three things that make a company have an awesome culture? Uh, one, I think is honesty, you know, no politics or kind of sugarcoating things. Like if things are, are going bad, you got, you got to say what's going bad so you can make them right. So first is that. Uh, second, learning. I think you need to set up everyone in the company for, for learning. So whether that be programs or resources or sessions, just making sure everyone's always growing because otherwise people feel stagnant and they'll quit. And also you're not going to have smart driven people around you. Um, and then third would just be, you know, empathy. So yes, you want to be honest, but not like scaring people. So you really have to understand everyone has different things going on, whether it be a customer or the people in your company. So taking time to understand that, adjust your approach for each person. That's what brings everyone together and moves the company forward. Awesome. So I know our, our listeners have had a chance to kind of understand who you are. They've got a really good high-level overview of what you do and who you help. So this would be a great opportunity because I know they're wondering, and this is this is when I would be wondering. So I would love to hear, you know, take this opportunity to kind of give out your website address, your social handles, or if there's a specific way for people, if they want to find out more information, you know, what was your preferred method of communication? Yeah, so our site is Prentice.co. That's P-R-E-N-T-U-S. Um, our site honestly isn't updated. We have a lot of new features, but you can find out a lot of information there as well as the, how we started. In terms of finding me, I've uh, been posting more on Twitter than LinkedIn these days, but I'm on both. So you can find me there and reach out if you're interested in either you know checking out Prentice for school or community or just uh, chatting about business. Awesome. Thanks for making that available for the audience. And here we are at the end. It's time to sign off. If you could sign us off with a one word close, tell us what that's going to be. And also tell us why you're choosing to sign off with this. Gratitude. Because I'm grateful every single day that I have the opportunity to build a business and to work on something that I love. And with this business, we'll be helping a lot of people. So nothing like doing that in life. Awesome. Rod, I wanted to personally say thank you so much for the conversation. I got a lot of value out of it and I'm hundred percent certain that our listeners will as well. All right. Now, thanks for having me, Tony. It's been great.